Joshua 24, verse 14. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Somebody say that with me. Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the ways that we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land, and therefore we also will serve the Lord. I want to preach for a little while on this simple topic, as for me and mine. Amen. As for me and mine. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise your name. God, I thank you for the presence that we feel. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, God, and the privilege it is, Lord God, to be in your presence tonight, God. Lord, to be in front of these these saints, Lord, I, I count it a privilege and an honor, God, and I pray that it would be your words tonight, God. Lord, that it would be what you would have. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Joshua 24, we see the, really the culmination of Joshua's life. Um, Joshua is coming to the end of his life, and he gathers all of Israel together. And Israel, they're at a crossroad because now they're going to be, um, they're going to be moving on without Joshua as their leader. Amen. And they're at this crossroad, and Joshua brings them, them together, and he starts recounting all that God had done for them. He starts recounting in Joshua 24 all that God had brought them out of, all the miracles that they had seen, all the great things that God had done for the children of Israel. Amen. And he tells them that it's going to be up to them, that he has made it up in his mind. Joshua had made it up in his mind who he was going to serve, but it was going to be up to the children of Israel. It was going to be up to each and every one of them to make that choice for themselves. Amen. It wasn't something that Joshua was was going to be able to do for them. But it was a choice that each and every one of them were going to have to make. And it wasn't just a choice that one or two or three of the important people were going to have to make. Amen. It wasn't just a choice that mom and dad were going to have to make or maybe two or three people that were influential in that group. But it was a choice that all of them were going to have to make. And how many knows that in our lives we are faced with that same decision and that same choice today? We are forced, we are, we are faced with that same decision today. Amen. And where we see Joshua and the children of Israel at this crossroad, we oftentimes, and I would even say tonight, in the world that we live in right now, we find ourselves at a crossroad. Where we have to decide as the world is just waxing worse and getting worse and coming after our children and our families, we have to decide who we will serve. Amen. And as we read this script, despite where we came from, despite where we are, 
And for the sake of where we are going, we have to decide who we're for. It has to be a decision that is made up, that is set in stone, that we build a monument to, amen, that, that nothing is going to shake that decision. That's how important it is. Amen? And I'm just going to talk to you tonight about as for me and mine. And we're just going to talk through some practical things tonight, if that's okay. Amen? Just talk through some of the practical things. The first thing I want to bring to your attention tonight is that we have to be mindful where we come from. We have to be mindful about where God brought us from. Amen? Joshua tells them to put away the gods of their fathers, to put away the gods of Egypt. Amen? He was talking about these generational gods that, that they knew in Egypt and the things that they had seen. And he was telling them to put away the idols of their upbringing and the things that they knew in Egypt and the things that they knew about that old life that they used to live. Amen? The children of Israel, they were in Egypt for a long time. That's a whole lot of influence. Amen? And we see that influence just raising its head in the children of Israel over and over and over again. Amen. That, that doubt and that unbelief. And, and I, can, I can't really fault them because that's happened in my life too. Amen. It's easy to look at them and play armchair quarterback and be like, my God, why couldn't you just believe that God was going to do it? And then I'm over here like stub my toe or something and woe is, woe is me, God. Like, where are you at? Um, it's really hard to fault them for that because I can see in my own life where that comes from. And I can see the things in my life, and, and when I'm not living right and not doing what God is want, wanting me to do, that's when that unbelief comes in. That's when those seeds are planted in my life. Amen? But we've got to be aware of, aware of the things in our lives that are from where we were and where we came from. Amen? There are things that we are vulnerable to because of our family, because of our experiences, because of how we were raised, because of the things that we saw and the things that we've done. There are things that we are vulnerable to, amen? And there are things that we need to be watching out for in our lives. You see, Israel, the children of Israel, we see this here. They were plagued with this constant struggle of idolatry and doubt. We see it time and time again as they were going to the promised land. And then as the, the spies came back, and they started, amen. And we see that that happened all throughout. And this very people, the present and the day of Joshua's final discourse, knew, the, knew of Egypt and the gods that they worshipped. Amen. They knew of the golden calf. And the doubt that led to the wilderness. And they had a choice to make that day. And what choice would that be? We must be watchful for the things that God has brought us out of. Amen. Put those things away. Put them under the blood and leave them there. Amen. Too often times we will bring our cares, we'll bring our, our things and our temptations and our struggles and our sins. And we'll lay them at this altar and when we're done we'll pick them back up. And carry them right back out the door with us. Amen? Pastor preached a, a, a phenomenal message this morning about the things that enslave us and how so many times we, we create workarounds. Amen? And, and we have these things in our lives, and sometimes it's like, I'm so used to it. Amen? That, that we create this workaround. And so we have to be careful, and, and Joshua understood this, that there was a risk of falling back into the things that they knew. 
Amen? I want you to understand something. The children of Israel were not immune to Egypt just because they didn't live there anymore. They weren't immune to the things of Egypt just because they weren't there anymore. In my life, just because I'm not living on a bar stool doesn't mean that I'm immune to the things that happen in a bar. Especially if that's where God brought me from. Just because I'm not living in an alley somewhere making a deal doesn't mean that I'm immune to those things in my life. Amen? Those are everyday decisions. Those are everyday decisions that I have to make. God, I, I know that I'm not living on a bar stool, but Lord, I, I promise you that my life is solid, that I have put things away. I'm, 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 you've delivered me from this, God, and I'm so thankful for that. And God, I'm going to choose every day. God, I understand how dangerous it is, and I understand how, how, how so easily I could fall back into that, Lord. But I'm going to keep pressing towards you, amen? Just because we're not living in it doesn't mean we're immune to it. There are things that we can't do, places we can't go, and things that we cannot trust ourselves with. Amen? And it has to be a choice that we make every single day. It has to be a choice that says, I forsake the things that God has brought me out of. That I have cut the way. Amen. And as for me and my house, I'm serving the Lord. The second thing I want to talk to you about tonight is being mindful about where you are. When God brings you out of the world, and I'm so thankful that he does, amen. When God brings you out of the world, When you get to experience, and it's truly a pleasure and an honor to experience the gift of the Holy Ghost, to experience repentance, to experience baptism, amen, there's a covenant that's created. There's a covenant that's created between you and God, but you have to be mindful of the things around you. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the world's not getting any easier. The world hasn't said, well... I haven't got them to stumble yet. Maybe I'm just going to give up. Maybe I'm just going to quit and they're just going to, you know what? I'll let them buy. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to let them buy. That's not what the world is saying. The world is seeking to kill and destroy, amen? That's all the world is worried about. And it's doing it in ways now that we can't even fathom. You think about how the world has changed in 100 years. I sometimes shudder to think the things that my kids are going to face that I never even knew about. There are things out there right now that kids are facing and people are facing that I don't even know about. Amen? Because that's the world that we live in. And we have got to guard and protect our kids. We have got to guard and protect our families. We have got to guard and protect ourselves. Amen? That's not an option. It's not an option. We have to be careful about where we are at. The children of Israel, they went into this promised land, but they had battles to fight. Amen? They had battles to fight. God was with them the entire way, but they had battles that they had to fight. And Joshua tells them to put away the God of the Amorites, put away the things that they had found in this new land, the, the gods that the Amorites praised. Amen? They had to put away those, the thoughts of idolatry, everything that those, what they got from the Amorites might look like. They had to put that away. 
And in our lives, there are things that come into our lives that cause us to trip up and stumble and fall. Amen. Modern day idolatry may not quite look like it did in the Old Testament, but it's still alive and well. Is that okay? Modern day idolatry may not be us bowing down to a statute that grandma or grandpa made that they worship too. But it might be a, a box hanging on a wall, or it might be something that's in your pocket, or it might be something that you're paying a lot of money for that's not good for you. Modern day idolatry is alive and well, and the world is trying to code it in all the things that might be fun or good for you. It, the world tells you, you know, this is, this is the next newest thing and you need it. You need the bigger phone, you need the bigger TV, you need all of these things. Because if it can keep you plugged in, if it can keep that in front of God, amen, and that's all idolatry is, is keep putting something in front of our Creator. And we've got to be careful about that. We've got to be careful about living in the blessings Amen. We got to be careful about living in the blessings of God because when, when things are going good, when things are going right, we're not looking for the enemy. Amen. When things are going good, I'm not looking around thinking, where am I going to stumble and going to fall at? I get less diligent about things. Amen. We got to be careful. We got to be mindful where we're at. Paul says in Romans 1:25, they exchanged the truth of God the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator, who is forever praised, amen. We're not going to accidentally avoid the things that will cause us to stumble in this life. It's not going to happen. We have to choose God every single day in this walk that we have with him. And the last thing I want to talk to you tonight about is being mindful about where you're going that you are sending your family on because it matters it matters when my dad was 18 years old he said I'm going to give my life to God when I'm an older man I'm going to live my life I'm going to do what I want to do and that's just the way I'm going to do it he had no idea that he was sending my life on a trajectory that was going to be filled with pain and heartache he had no idea that the decision that he was making was going to impact an entire generation. And that's the power that we have. That's the power that the choice that I make for God has. And I think about that all the time because I think about where I've been and I think about where God has brought me to. Amen. And, and, I, and I just get so caught up and I get emotional about it because I know that the things that I have been through. But I also know and I thank God every day that my kids will not know any of that. Because the decisions, mom and dad, that we make, they matter. Joshua 24, 20. It says, if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do harm and consume you. After having done you good, and the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. 
Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourself, that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. He said, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord is our God. The Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. Israel made a choice that day. Israel made the choice that they were going to serve God. And Joshua told them that if you go falsely against God, that there will be consequences. Amen? He was telling them that the covenant that you're making today matters. The covenant that you're making today, it's not to be entered into lightly. It's not just to say, you know what, yes, I'm making this today and tomorrow. You'll be like, you know what, I don't know that it really mattered that much. Joshua was trying to tell them that the covenant that you're making today matters. It had to be their choice, though. Joshua couldn't do it for them. Young people, mom and dad can't do it for you. Husbands, your wife can't do it for you. Wives, the other way around. I lost track of where I was at. Husbands and wife, you can't do it for each other. There we go. Amen? They had to make it for themselves. And they had to understand the importance of it. They had to understand what they were saying. They had to understand that there were consequences if that covenant was broken. Amen? Too many times, I'm just going to say this, too many times we'll give God a bad rap because of the things that we do in our life that are not pleasing to him, that are outside the covenant that we've made with him. Too many times I allow things in my house and all of a sudden, when things start going haywire, I'm knocking on God's door. Like, hey, do you see what's going on down here? And I can only imagine him sitting up there saying, yeah, I saw when you brought it into your house. I was there when you willingly hauled it through the door. Is that Okay. And then God gets a bad rap because I'm living outside of the covenant that I made with him. Amen? It has to be a choice that we make. Are we putting away God or are we putting away this world? And I want to tell you tonight that not choosing is choosing. I want to make sure we're aware of that too. That being lackadaisical about it or, or just saying, you know what? Maybe someday or whatever that might look like, that's still true an answer. And that day Joshua made a covenant with the people, and he established statutes and rules for the children of Israel. And when we make a covenant with God, 
When we come to an altar, we come to a place of prayer, we repent of our sins. Baptized in Jesus' name, maybe it happens the other way around. We make a covenant with God. We take on his name. The real price has been paid by him. I don't have to die a physical death for that covenant. It is so easy for me. It is so easy for me to be in covenant with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we have to make sure that we're the ones that are protecting it. Joshua understood that there needed to be guardrails established to ensure that the children of Israel stayed on track. And statutes and rules and expectations, they also get a bad rap. Amen? When pastor gets up and says, you know what, I don't think we should be doing this. Our bishop gets up and says, you know what, I see something coming and we need to make sure that we're refraining from this. They get a bad rap sometimes. Amen? My flesh will rise up and be like, well, why in the world are they talking about that? What is that hurting? What is that hurting? Am I the only one? Maybe I am. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll pray about that. But they'll get a bad rap too. You sometimes, your youth pastor gets a bad rap because he says no to something. Because there's a rule maybe you don't agree with. But in Joshua, he sets up statutes. Amen? He sets these things up and he sets these guardrails up. He sets these rules up to keep them on track. And these things are not, these things that he set up, they're not legalistic. That's what they get called these days. Amen? But they were to protect the covenant. They were to protect what God had done for them and for the covenant that they had made that day. We have to understand that if we believe that God is merciful, and I'll move on in a second, I promise. But if we believe that God is loving and merciful, we also have to know that God is just. And we also have to know, like I've already said, that when we live outside of that covenant, that there may be consequences. And that's not on God. That's on me. Amen? That's on my walk. Folks, we have to understand that we're leading, that we're influencing, that we are setting trajectories in people's lives. We have to understand that there is a generational concept that we're dealing with here. Amen? We're leading our families, and we have to be careful. How are we leading them? Where are we leading them? Home builders, the ones that are building homes that we're going to be meeting this next Saturday on, how are you leading your families? How are you leading your children? Home builders, don't be afraid to tell your family no. Amen? Don't be afraid to tell your children no. 
Don't be afraid to lead them and guide them in the ways of truth. The world's going to tell you all kinds of crazy things. Don't be afraid to stand up in the world and says, no, as for me and my house. I know what the world says, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Don't be afraid to tell your friends no. When they ask you to do something and you, you don't want to look like the weird one that says, no, we're not going to be a part of that. Don't be afraid to say no because your kids' salvation may depend on it. And you may think, Brother Mike, you're kind of out there right now. How is one decision going to make any kind of matter? But it compounds. When I say yes to this, and I set that standard in my family, when I come over here, and this standard's not much different than that one, and then I tell my kids no to this, they're going to be like, but Dad, you said yes to this, and how is this different to this? I promise you, sometimes... They're smarter than me. I do too. I just uh... You will set standards in your family just like Joshua did for the children of Israel. You've got to make sure that those statutes, those standards, those things that you have in place in your family, you have to make sure that there are some absolutes. And that those absolutes never get crossed. I don't care who's asking. I don't care who's wanting to make, take them or make them or whatever. The answer is still no. The answer is still no. Because as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. And to our elders, we need you. To the upper class group, we need you. Don't think that your time has come and gone. Because as a young father, I need to be looking to you. I need to be able to look, at you, look to you because my dad didn't walk this. I need, need to be able to look to somebody who's twice as old as I am and say, you know what, they're still pushing. As for them and their house, they're still saying we serve the Lord. I know that I can make it because look at Brother, look at brother Lewis. He's still going, amen. He's still believing. I know that his road hasn't been easy, but he's still going and he's still pushing and he's still making it, amen. I need that in my life. There is so much value in what you bring to this church. There is so much value in what you bring to my generation. Don't let the world steal that away. Don't let the enemy convince you that you don't have anything left to give. Because I need you. Folks, there's nothing in this world being what God has given to us. At the end of Joshua 24, we see that Joshua wrote the books, the words of the books. Let me start that again. Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth. And that was the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people,
Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all of these words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you, lest ye deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. Joshua set up a stone as a reminder of the covenant that day. A tangible symbol of the covenant that was made between God and the people. And in our lives, we may not have stones, physical stones. We may not have physical things set up in our lives. Some of us may. But we can create memorials. God creates memorials in our lives. Reminders of the covenant that we made with him. Times that God has intervened and sustained. Musicians, if you could go ahead and make your way. We have a physical representation of one of these stones in our lives. It's a little tack in a wall in our living room. If you walk into our living room and you walk over against the front door, the recliner's sitting there and there's a tack in the wall. And that tack in that wall was where we hung the IV antibiotics after Sister Amy came home. Because in 2017, we almost lost her after they messed up her C-section and sent her home. A lot of you guys know that. After two and a half weeks in ICU, she finally got to come home, but then she spent three months with a PICC line and IV antibiotics. And I remember the night that the nurse came to take the PICC line out, and they told us that we don't have to do the antibiotics anymore, that she has gotten better. And that was a much different story that we heard in St. Louis. When the doctor said, we've got 24 hours to do something, or she's not going to be here any longer. And then we got to the other side of this thing, and the nurse is taking the PICC line out. And she takes the, and I I just remember like it was yesterday, takes the antibiotic down, and I just looked at that tack. And I went to take that tack down. And I looked at Amy and I said, I'm going to leave this here as a reminder of what God has done. Now the important thing to know is I don't go to that tack when I need to know if God is real or not. I don't go to that tack when I need to say, God, if you're real, do this. If I want to do that, I would go to you highway over in Donovan in a little wicker chair in the middle of my grandma's living room when he filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I knew without a shadow of the doubt that God was real and he was never going to leave me or forsake me. I don't go to the tack in the wall where God worked that miracle to find out if he's real or not. Because we made that covenant a long time ago. But I leave that tack in the wall because my kids are going to know the miracles that God has worked in my life. 
And just like Joshua brought things back around to the children of Israel before he passed away, I'm going to call those things to remembrance to my children. And they're going to know the power of God. They're going to know that every time they look at that tack, just like the children of Israel, that stone was set there. But every time my children look at that tack in the wall, they're going to know what God did for our family. And they're going to know, you know what, no matter what this world says, no matter what this world does, no matter what this world offers me, it'll never offer me what God can. One day my kids will make their own covenant with God. They'll make a covenant with somebody. They'll make a covenant with this world. Or they'll make a covenant with God. And when it comes that time, I want them to already know all that God has done in mom and dad's life. And I want it to be easy for them. I want them to be in the right place. I don't want them to have to try to find a ride to church. I don't want them to have to try to call the van to make it to church. I want to make sure that they have every opportunity. Because as for me and my house... I'll pray for your house. I really will. I'll pray for your house with all of my might. But I can't do it for your house. We have loved so many of these young youth that have grown up and have come and that we've been a part of, but we can't do it for your house. It's the decision that you have to make. And I think that tonight, if we go ahead and stand, tonight could be one of those nights where we create a memorial. Because tonight is a night in a place like this that we can come together as families. And that we can lay some things down. That we can come together as individuals. And that we can lay some things down. That we can come together and we can say, God, this has gotten in front of the covenant that I've made with you. There's some things that have come in between us. God, I need your help to get those things out. God, I'm going to take responsibility for how those things got there. Amen? But God, I need some help. I don't want to be enslaved. I want to be empowered. I don't want my family to be enslaved. I want my family to be empowered. So tonight for this altar call, 
I'm just going to ask that I don't care who initiates it but if you can grab your family and you can come to the front of the sanctuary and that you can meet God here that you would grab your family and that you would come to the front of the sanctuary And in doing this, this is not you saying that I'm a wretched sinner or I'm missing it or I'm... No, this is us saying, God, I want more of you. God, I need more of you in my home. And if you don't have a family member here, adopt somebody. We're brothers and sisters, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As you come, can we just begin to pray? Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, help us, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray right now, God. Lord, I pray that you would just open our minds and our hearts even right now, God. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes right now, God.